Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Talk Time with your host Cheryl, Tagor and Camilla and with our special guest Mrs Bukuyawa. Uh Today's episode is going to be on the topic of no humans are legal and we're going to be talking about people who are immigrants but like they're quite famous and I think Camilla will start. Um, I have a couple of people that um, you guys may have not noticed, but um, I'm sure everyone knows Albert Einstein. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, absolute genius. He was a German Jew that um, sought refuge in the UK in Norfolk. Um, a lot of people have not noticed that he was a refugee, and I think it's important to remember that the title refugee shouldn't define someone. It's about what they've yeah. achieved in life. And another person I can think of is Freddie Mercury absolute genius of music yeah um but i don't think many people know that he wasn't british he immigrated well his family um came to the uk and they're an ethnic group called, um that kind of have persian and indian heritage mm-hmm. so they sought refuge in the uk and his real name i'm gonna absolutely butcher this but i'm so sorry um i believe it's pronounced um Farouk bursaha i think um that's right. his real name and he's referred to as freddie mercury but i think if you come to our country, you can make a life and it, you can leave your identity behind or you can make a new identity. I think that's quite powerful. Yeah. My one is Kamali Nanjiani. Um, he is an actor and he was recently in Eternal, which is a Marvel film that I watched and he was really good in it. He moved from Pakistan to the USA and for him, he said that America was the hardest place to visit, let alone immigrate to. And during the interview process, he said that his dad was shaking and I can actually imagine that because I get nervous for job interviews. So imagine having an interview just to move to another country it must be like terrifying. Also, yeah. He also said that during the process, he felt dehumanised. And unfortunately, um, I'm not surprised to hear that. He also wanted to say that after receiving his green card, they lost his passport and didn't make a big deal out of it, which can be really scary because like that's a part of his identity. Yeah. And without those documents, he could have been in a bad situation with, like, ICE in America. Yeah, ICE is, like, a huge issue in America, isn't it? Yeah. And last month, he mentioned that he was told to go back to his own country in L.A. And he admitted that it really hurt his feelings, which is really heartbreaking because people move to another country for a better life. And because they don't look like they're from here, they're -hmm. told to go back to their country. It's just really sad and I feel like people should be kinder to others who have moved countries because they didn't leave because they wanted to go on a holiday somewhere like it's not easy to pick up from somewhere you've known your whole life just to move so please take that into consideration my person is just going to be a bit small is Samba Fatou Diof or Kim Fatou who currently lives in Korea she was born in Senegal and raised in Belgium but later moved to Korea to become a k-pop idol uh, she speaks five languages and is part of a famous K-pop group called Black Squan. And she's one of only 10 black K-pop members in the whole of Korea. Uh, recently, she's been facing a lot of racism from Korean fans of one of her peers in her group who oh. made comments towards her. Yeah. Um, and they found out the allegations that they made towards her were fake uh, and were in an attempt to get her out of the group. And, yeah, it's just, I can only imagine how she felt moving to Korea, where there's barely any people of, you know, the colour. Literally. Like, they Um, take pictures of black people there mm -hmm. because they've never seen us before. Mm -hmm. And having to deal with millions of people on her Instagram sending monkey emojis and calling her racist names because they thought she had done something, um, just, it must have been really hard.
I think touching upon those stories, we have Miss here that's joining us. Um, I think it's we should talk about these experiences and how people feel. I don't know if you mind, Miss, um, telling us your experience. My reason for moving was to start a family or marriage or, you know, yeah. because uh, my fiancé was already living in England. So there was no two ways about that. I had to, like, join them here. Yeah. But, um, yeah, um, it wasn't easy. It wasn't an easy decision mm-hmm. because back home you've got everybody. You've got your whole support system. Yeah. And then you have to get out of that and then move to a different country, yeah. uh, different people with a different person, you know. Different language. Different, well, the language was because... We, English, English is, is yeah, yeah. In, in Uganda, it's it's the media of communication and you know mm-hmm. teaching is done so the language wouldn't have been an issue but um the fact that i was moving leaving my home leaving yeah. my parents leaving everybody it, it didn't settle well with me and everyone was like why would you want to go to england the yeah. weather there is rubbish it's very yeah. cold it's yeah. rainy it's oh, you know yeah. why do you want to live a tropical country where oh. you have sunshine throughout the year you're going to regret it you're going to and you know coming here most of that did ring true because yeah. i got here in um it was the end of october and yeah. it was oh, freezing it's dark. freezing oh, yeah. cold they tell you it's cold buy a coat but we don't even have that such warm coats back home uh. yeah so what you think is warm back home when i got here oh my god <laughs> i almost died at the airport <laughs> it was freezing i had never been that cold oh. luckily um my husband then had brought something warm for me to wear so that was good but cultural shock, um, so many different things. And uh, I think our culture, our traditions, we are a bit conservative. Yeah. 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 We're a bit conservative mm-hmm. with everything. So when you come here, everything is in your face. And oh, yeah. you're like, oh, okay. Um, for example, I think this is, we're talking about 12, 13 years back. Yeah. In- where smoking was, you know, they hadn't really put, um a stamp on it yeah so everybody would smoke everywhere almost and oh. in my country when you smoke people look at you a certain yeah. way yeah, yeah? Even, like, a certain cultures. way so it's that cultural difference that kind of hits you and you're like okay and then when you come to settle down um finding a job i might i must say i think i was lucky mm-hmm. because um I'd been educated and I had my job. And that's one of the reasons why everyone was like, you shouldn't go to England because you're going to go down and you're going to start right oh, from the yeah. bottom. Because I had my job. I had my little house, my little car, mm-hmm. everything. I had everything going for me, basically. So yeah. I didn't really need to to move. Mm-hmm. But I had to, for the reasons I've said, I had to. And um, luckily enough, in this country, I think... Um, teachers of science and maths will always be on demand yeah so um within two weeks of getting here i was flipping through a newspaper i see an advert and i'm like okay let me try out for this um i didn't really think i had what it takes but i had been teaching and i was confident enough with that so and luckily when i did that i got the job 
And uh, yeah, I started a few months later, started teaching. So my experience hasn't been um, a very harsh one, as I would say. There have been ups and downs, obviously. Um, There are things that are unexpected that you come across and you're like, oh, okay. I didn't know I can't do that because of what I am, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But um, I think everyone has it different for themselves. There are people that leave um, their countries for different reasons. People leave because of war, um, violence, you know, Um, because of who they are. Like, we all know some countries, including mine, if you're gay, you're thrown into jail. So people leave... Um, their countries, but it's not a very easy decision yeah. to and leave. I, yeah, I think that's important to touch behind. upon because there's different types of migration: social, you have political, and you have environmental um, migration that occurs. And it's understanding that the end goal, people want a better life, and everyone deserves that right. Accepting those people in and giving them a safe haven. Because after all, we are one humanity. Everyone should live free, and it's a human right, yeah, honestly. Yeah. So I think talking to miss about that your reasons to move was a social reason you yeah. moved for work you moved for a family and you are allowed to write and everyone else is allowed that as well and when you have people that have really negative comments towards yeah. refugees or towards migrants the value about no humans illegal like i really like how it's phrased because no one is illegal and it's you're a human being at the end of the day we're not a material good that can be transported here and there we can't put a sanction on the amount of people that come mm-hmm. into your country yeah you shouldn't try to stop people from entering your country for um reasons of lack of education or because they're coming from a certain type of country like asylum seekers are denied access into certain countries just because they come they're running away from war can i ask you a question miss um did you face any discrimination when you first came here if you're comfortable with sharing that um right i think Yes, mm-hmm. and um, because I'll, I'll try and be very honest. Um, when I first came here, I probably wouldn't tell if somebody was being discriminated to me or, yeah. you know, yeah. I, it wasn't like plain black and white. It, yeah. it, it wasn't. It's kind of it was kind of subtle in the UK. It's, it's just very, subtle, very subtle, exactly. Yes. So yeah. I would until um, maybe somebody else would ask me, and you're okay with that, and I'm like, okay with what? Because yeah. I kind of where I come from, such things do not. Everyone do not, looks like you, so you don't yeah. really get that. You don't yeah. really know so what it is. maybe I did, <laughs> maybe I didn't. <laughs> yeah. But um, do you feel like students? treat you differently to their white teachers or i feel i i think so yeah i do yeah. think so yeah, yeah. um so because all the years that i have taught um in the uk um because you don't teach a class entirely by yourself there's yeah. going to be other teachers teaching other things yeah. and um when you're in that class there's a there's a different vibe the yeah. students the some some students just don't they don't care whether you're there or not. It's yeah. like you're talking to a brick. Yeah. yeah. And I think we can also speak on that because we're students. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, being in science, 
especially like, yeah especially science because we had different teachers for each subject so say for chemistry we'd have um a white teacher and then for biology we'd have a black teacher the students vibe would be totally different it was it was quite scary so yeah. like how can you act different for yeah. every teacher based on who they are both teachers are very much capable and it's at the end of the day you're a teacher so you are the expert in your subject but it's upsetting yeah. that the attitudes students have towards it just ruins the vibe of the whole classroom yeah you should respect people no matter what chemistry teacher was someone without an accent the vibe in the classroom would be really loud in biology and they would be talking and they wouldn't be they wouldn't focus whereas where it's um a white teacher or a teacher without an accent they would be very focused or they would have more respect for that teacher yeah because like in in classrooms where teachers have accents, they make fun of them or they mimic the accents behind yeah. their back or they call them one kind of name or whatever, like, behind their back. And it's just, it's really disgusting when you see it. Yeah. I'm just going to ask, um, what do you think should be done to kind of limit or um, those interactions to not have them happening? Do you think that something should be put in place educationally or... I just think... I feel like it's individuals. I don't know if the school can do yeah. anything about it. It's a change. You have to change your mindset mm-hmm. for... Like, you can't just do a collective thing. Each person has to have a changed mindset. You can't, like, put them in a group or have a training course to teach them how to be better people. Yeah. Because at the yeah. end of the day, if you're making fun of someone with an accent just because they have an accent you are not a good person you're a yeah. bad person mm-hmm. um you have to you have to become a better person you can't no one can force that upon you it's, that's just the case yeah it's quite sad though i think if we're going back to migration um let's talk about cultural changes um mm. i know my parents immigrated to this country and we uphold certain cultural values that we have um but when i have when i hear my cousins talking about it back home it's like i don't do that if there's such a big change because mm, yeah. I live in this country I've been born and bred here so it's different for me but I'm sure Miss you have children so yeah. it's going to be comparing your children to their cousins yeah. culturally well I will speak for myself when we were we were growing up we didn't have much mm-hmm. yeah we didn't have much and uh, the little that we had had to go around so many of us mm-hmm. yeah so you come to this country and um, there's plenty actually, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've had my three children and uh, yeah, it, it, the challenges of raising children here and back home are mm-hmm. totally different. And um, yeah, when, when my children ask me for things and uh, things I never ever had, yeah. yeah? So I don't know if it's just me, but sometimes I'm like, well, I never had this. Why can't my children, <laughs> why can't my children have it if I can afford it? You yeah. know, yeah. yeah. And so there is that, you know. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but mm-hmm. it, it it is there. Let them have it. Let them yeah. have it. Yeah. You know, and yeah. Um, culturally, we try as much to stick to what we how we have been raised, which yeah. is yeah. kind of not very easy. Yeah. Because the the children will be like, but mom, you you can't tell me that. As in, yeah. I can't do that. I yeah. you know I shouldn't. Oh, I can't do that. And you're like, yes, you're gonna do it because I said so. Because <laughs> yeah. that is what we were when when you're told to do something, you don't yeah. say anything else. Yeah. But okay. there are challenges, but you know you have to find a way of reconciling everything. And I feel like I've, like certain people try and keep 
the culture alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. with me personally, I still speak to my parents, like, in their language yeah. and English as well. Mm-hmm. Like, just to not forget where I'm yeah. actually yeah. from. Yeah, my house is kind of difficult. I speak English to my dad and to my mum. I speak Peshtal, which is the native language of Afghanistan. So it's kind of like, my mum's like, oh, my mum's like to my dad, don't speak English to her because yeah. she's going to lose the language. Um, but It has to be, like, a balance. Yeah, it's so trying I'm to hold a balance. Learning. Like, my younger brother he can't speak our language at all it's english with him so it's kind of he's his whole life like because because he's only what like seven yeah he's heard his siblings speak english to him his parents speak english mm. to him he goes to school learning english so it's to him he has no link yeah. to our home country that's like with my younger brother like whenever my mom says something to him he will literally say what did she say to me and i have to translate <laughs> this. Like, oh. and my mom's always like when we go back home they're gonna laugh at you make fun of you because yeah. you've literally forgotten like everything yeah mm. you're not meant to yeah my that. my parents are like oh if you're gonna to speak to your grandma on the phone she's not gonna sta- understand what you're saying right now yeah. Mm. yeah um i migrated here when i was five the the common language is actually english like yeah we have different tribes that have different languages but everyone speaks english to a certain extent so my parents don't really i've never really spoken to my parents in their native language like if you were to ask me what my parents my parents' native language yeah. was, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Um, they speak it to their parents and their siblings, but they don't speak it to us. So I have that kind of dis- disconnection yeah. with mm. my language. I don't really have that kind of connection with the language, but I have a really big connection with the culture itself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, every couple of years, I'll go back to Nigeria. Like, I went there this summer, mm-hmm. and I spent about a month there. And you can just see the difference. Like Nigeria is such a beautiful country, and it's and I love being there because it's so free and it's hectic <laughs> as compared to Britain, which is really strict and you know everything has to be in place and orderly. It's just yeah, big culture shock. I feel like listening to other people's experiences and like where they're from is like really like interesting to hear about. And like yeah. I love learning new things and about different cultures. Mm-hmm. I think going back to Taker's point, a city wouldn't be a city without people that have migrated there. Like London, you've got Chinatown. Yeah. You wouldn't have that if you didn't have Chinese migrants come over. You wouldn't have the Notting Hill Carnival that would take place if you didn't have that. I feel like it's important to know that a, a place is made due to the flow of people, people yeah. coming in and out of a place. Yeah. And I feel like I've, okay, Linking back to what I've learnt today, we learnt about world cities and a world city is basically a place that is economically developed but it's connected to other places. I feel like we need migration to connect with other people. London is an example of a greatly populated city. Culture, the London of culture wouldn't be London if it was if we didn't have people from different places. Yeah, so it wasn't it's, that diverse. Exactly. Yeah. And also, Taken mentioned how in Nigeria they speak English. Yeah. How did that come about? You had yeah, flows of people. Yeah. We have another guest. Yeah, hi. Um, I'm Miss Amandola. Um, I moved over here from Australia in 2017, and I've literally been here for now four and a half years working at the school. Um, yeah, I moved over when I was 23, and I'm now 28. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been a pretty great experience so far. So yeah. Do you think when you came to the UK, there was a big culture shock? We were talking to Miss about that, the culture shock that she experienced. Have you experienced that? Um, not probably not to the same extent obviously coming from australia it is very much pretty much exactly the same as england yeah um it is very multicultural um so for me if anything it was just the personal shock of moving to a different country by myself and (laughs) having to do everything by myself for pretty much the first time ever in my life yeah i think that's very contrasting because miss came to start a family here so she had her fiance over here you 
on your own. Yeah. I think it's scary. Yeah. Oh, it was terrifying. Honestly, absolutely terrifying. I remember getting on the plane or at the airport, just about to board the plane. I was so excited. And then literally the minute I was about to leave, I just burst into tears. Oh, and my whole family oh my was standing there. <laughs> and I was like, don't let me go. Don't let me do it. Um, but they were like, no, you have to get on the plane. You have to go. This is what you want to do. So, yeah. yeah. yeah and literally here by myself I had to do literally everything open up a bank account had to find accommodation yeah like wow. literally didn't know anything about Basildon um wow. yeah literally and it's crazy. like you came to Basildon it's not like you went into London, London where yeah. everyone these... else knows no exactly yeah. I came out to Essex so, so like again thrown in at the deep end yeah <laughs> exactly and even here is very culturally different um I wouldn't say too much but I mean the way People in Essex speak and the way oh, they yeah. act is, yeah, incredibly yeah. different Admit, to I've Australia. Seen this along. <laughs> yeah, very different. Yeah. No, it's different. I'll, I'll just say this because um, when you said the way people speak. So, when we are not in England or yeah. in the UK, if you're watching international television, yeah. um, you see, of course, the news is in English. They're yeah. reading it in English. BBC, it's in English, mm-hmm. yeah? Everything is... You can yeah. listen to it and understand. So when I got here and I'm watching the telly and I'm like, what is this person saying? <laughs> and I'm, how come we don't get to, to listen to this type of people, this, uh, this accent? How come they don't, we don't... Or is it that we just can't tell the difference, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it became quite significant that... Um, there's so many different accents. I'm watching Coronation Street and I cannot oh, pick great. a word. I'm watching East Enders and I'm like, what is he saying? So yeah. oh. it is kind of shocking to and to be able to put it all together. It's okay, it's all English. I'm surprised that you say that because when I went up to Newcastle, they have really thick accents. Oh my um, God, yeah. I held a door open for a guy and he said thank you. I feel so bad. The poor guy. He says thank you. I'm like sorry, I don't understand what you're saying. Yeah. And uh, he he's he said I said thank you and I'm like I'm just nodding they're like I don't know and he's like you're from down there aren't you I was like yeah <laughs> from down south yeah, yeah he, had, he himself had to change his accent so he's like right yeah. I said thank you I was like okay I'm so sorry but yeah I think it's surprising that even though your different parts of the places have different accents as a person that lives in the UK you also experience that as well mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's in, it's insane how many different dialects there are in this country. Going into London from Essex is crazy. Like, Australia doesn't have that. As big as we are, Yeah, everyone pretty much talks exactly the same. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's yeah. shocking. I don't even mean, but how do you tell the difference between an Australian accent and a New Zealand accent? Yeah, I normally get them. Um, yeah. So <laughs> Australians are very uh, drawn out. I've heard somebody say that it's very nasally. Okay. Whereas Kiwis or New Zealanders are very high-pitched. Okay. And they'll emphasise their eyes quite a lot. So they'll say fish and chips or... Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, Miss Amadola, you're from Australia. And yes. Miss Wakumra, you're from Uganda. Uganda. Um, most people, when they see Miss Amadola, they would call you, like, an expat. Has anyone ever called you an expat? Or Yeah. So, literally, um, I actually joined a group on Facebook. And it's literally called Aussie and Kiwi Expats. Like, mm-hmm. So that's just what everybody refers to us as because... That's yeah. essentially what we are. Um, <laughs> most people would call you an immigrant, right, Miss? Yeah. Have you ever called yourself an expat? Or Well, um, I would call myself an expat because, yeah, I would call myself an expat. <laughs> the people around me, 
just see me as an immigrant. immigrant. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Uh, I think Tega, for those who don't understand, can you explain what an expat is? So by definition, expatriate is uh, is that of a foreign a foreigner that has moved to a different country, um, which is basically what people say an immigrant is. Um, there's no there's no actual difference between the word expat and immigrant. However, expat is usually used exclusively from people from British colonized countries or Western countries where people have well whiter skin mm-hmm. and immigrant is used for people of darker skin or Dark people with skin. really thick yeah. accents like or Polish people and um, mm. people from the EU. And I I was actually reading a news article the other day of someone Milk. and he had moved there from Britain and he referred to himself as an expat when someone said, oh, when did you immigrate here? He said, no, 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 I'm just an expat, even though he had lived there for 20 years. Uh, and he found so much insult in being called an immigrant, which is like, why? There's nothing it's wrong. the same thing. Yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with being an immigrant. No. Um, like, people see expat as, oh, a positive thing, or they're just living there, and, you know, they're good people. But immigrant has so many negative connotations. It Attached comes with violence yeah. and, you know... Yeah. Mm-hmm asylum and every everything that's basically wrong um i think i we should either call everyone one thing everyone should either be an immigrant or an expat we shouldn't have two different words that mean the exact same thing where one is used for positive and one's used for negative Mm -hmm. thank you for sharing that listening to take speak about that it's kind of upsetting that people do have those ideas and connotations around it we need migrants to build a country like we've talked about before so Mm -hmm. it's about moving forward and because we have hum- no human is illegal as a value it's understanding why that is a value being accepting of other people yeah. i know with the current refugee crisis crisis going on it's doing what you can to help people being yeah. accommodating like if if you came to my home i'll be accommodating i'll treat you fairly yeah you've got other people from different countries mm-hmm. coming to your home be accommodating to them as well which is important i think um, I think also, what can we do to help refugees? If we're talking about refugees right now, mm. it's about learning yeah, what's going on learn. in their country. It's, we have so so much going around in the world, just learning. And what can you do? You can give to charities, you can um, donate to yeah. shelters. So it's being accepting of each other. But I think the most important thing is to educate yourself because there's been a lot of negative opinions about like immigrants and I think when people become educated they'll understand why people move to a different country and maybe not have such a negative um, opinion towards immigrants. I don't know if you guys remember but I think it was back in 2019 that um, lorry that came into Essex yeah. that had yeah. people back there yeah. that really touched me only because I can only imagine they want to come here to the UK for a better life, for a better life. and I, I remember kids here they were making fun of it. Yeah, we especially on, on our school trip, people would see yeah. Norris and yeah. be like, "Oh, um, unfortunately, oh, there's people in the back." Like it was really disgusting and disturbing, and they didn't understand. I think yeah. that's why we need people to be educated because you can't be going around saying stuff like that when you don't understand why yeah. it was happening. And I think it's a lot of us have the privilege of living in a country where we have rights to express who we are. Yeah, we can freely voice our opinion. And these people that come from these countries, they don't have that right, unfortunately. Yeah. And they risk life and limb to come here. Like, yeah. if you had diabetes, you wouldn't take your insulin with you. That's not a priority for you. You want to get yourself and family to a safe place rather than consider your health. So I think it's understanding that. Such little things that we don't, I take for granted that I've realised that I should take a step back and realise, you know what, well, I have this, someone else yeah. across the world doesn't. Like, be more grateful for things. 
Mm. I'm going back to Cheryl's point about educating yourself. The term ignorance is bliss really came to mind because if you have the opportunity to you know, understand someone's situation and understand what's going on in a certain country, we all have access to the internet uh, and you choose not to, that kind of ignorance is, to me, it's like almost, it's just wrong because yeah. you, you have the opportunity to learn and you, like, why, why wouldn't you want to learn about someone's situation where you could, you could help them, you could empathise with them, you know, you could try to be understanding or help them with whatever's going on in their life. Yeah. But that willful ignorance, it's, it's really wrong. It's really yeah. wrong. Okay, so I think <laughs> listening to both of you yeah. and your experience, I think what we take from this is people have different experiences. Yeah. And it's understanding that those are special and it's understanding that those experiences are valid and they change from person to person, but it's those experiences that make a community, that yeah. make people who they are. So, and coming back to our values, understanding this is a value we stand for and we should understand it and learn and educate ourselves. So yeah. we really hope you took something from this podcast yeah. and maybe you can go out there and search up a role model who's immigrated to a different country that yeah. you may have never known of. And also look at ways of donating and just educating yourself because at the end of the day, no human is illegal. Mm. Yeah. This has been Talk Time with Tabor, Cheryl and Camilla. And, and our, our two lovely guests. Thank you so much for being on it. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for having, having us. us. Thank, Thank you. you.